0: Hello and welcome back to episode 6 of Girl Mode. I'm one of your hosts, Willow Rowe.
1: And I'm your other host, Robin B.
0: So this week, uh, it's getting close to the end of the year, and at least for us, I feel like that often means looking back at the games that came out this year and trying to play a bunch of them, which made me think about backlogs and all the games that I put on my nebulous list of, I'll definitely get around to them sometime. And I wanted to discuss the idea of a backlog. To start off, Robin, do you have a backlog?
1: Uh, I have several backlogs. I (laughs) I don't have a proper backlog i think maybe this is a place to start the discussion is like how you arrange these and and organize these and track these games that you want to get to or if you do at all i think the the sort of proliferation of different platforms for games has made it you know both like expanded the problem of the backlog because there are just more games on more in more places that you can kind of fall behind on but it also means like you might have like different lists everywhere right so i have like on Xbox Game Pass, I can mark like I'm gonna play these later, and then on Steam, I have a wish list, and then on the the PlayStation or the Switch, there's these separate lists. It ends up being like I don't have a good sense of like the games that I need to get back to at any given time because they're sort of spread nebulously throughout all these different, you know, kind of hardware and and distribution platforms, does that kind of match your experience? Or do you have a better time sort of keeping track of these things?
0: So I try to do a good job keeping (laughs) track of them, but it never really works. Like I have a hypothetical system, and then I just don't really use it. (laughs) (laughs) Because my plan with my backlog is always twofold. To keep, like, a short-term list of games that I see and want to add to the backlog or games that people tell me I should play. And then to, like, make a quick note of that and then the idea is to, like, transfer it to a more like concrete list or like spreadsheet. Like I have a notes app that I try to use that's like like more complex. And to just put it all in there, I just forget to. So (laughs) it's kind of that same thing where on top of my backlog being spread out across like platform wish lists and like play later, it's also I have like three different notes apps that are across like my phone and my laptop and my desktop. And they all have different editions. So yeah. it's just all over the place to even figure out the true extent of it. It is it is an unknowable quantity.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a very similar thing where I could I could track down probably 3 or 4 different like various spreadsheets or docs. With very clearly delineated, like, this is the one that I used for three weeks and then forgot about, mm-hmm. and then switched to another one. It's a, yeah, it's it's a tough thing to keep track of, unfortunately. Uh, especially when it comes to, like, yeah, like you, you mentioned, this time of year is when it's really easy to look back and go, like, oh, yeah, there were there were a lot of games that I wanted to get to and didn't. I think for us, the the... Or for anyone who kind of like works in, in games media, it's the problem is a little bit compounded because not only do you want to get to it just for your own enjoyment, but also this is sort of like end of the year is, is sort of like the, the game of the year type season where you want to kind of shout out the things that are really special to you over the year. Uh, and it's it's very easy to get a lot of anxiety about like, oh, shit, there are two dozen games I didn't get to uh, that I really wanted to play this year and probably double that that I just have completely forgotten about entirely.
0: Yeah, it's it's on top of like wanting to give credit to the games I do like, I want to feel like I can accurately partake in a conversation. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I should try to give like at least an hour to most games, which really doesn't work out when I just put it all (laughs) into December. And suddenly I have like 30 games that I should try. Uh, just like currently my my Switch and my PC are loaded up with a bunch of games. They're just staring me in the face. I'm just like, ooh,
1: I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah, these neglected games. Yeah, that's, that's I think the worst uh, sort of subsection of the backlog is the ones that you've actually gone to the trouble of downloading and deciding, yes, I'm going to play this. And then it just never happens. This actually happened
0: recently for me is in hopes of trying to tackle my backlog, I bought a a terabyte of storage to to add to my computer so that I could download games and just have them easily accessible because Mm -hmm. I was like, well, clearly the thing getting in the way of me actually playing my backlog is that I would have to download them and that's just too much work. But if I am able to just immediately play them when I when the, like, the time strikes and suddenly I want to try it, then I need to have it available then and there or else it's never going to happen. So I fooled yeah. myself into buying something to try to help.
1: Yeah, and now you're faced with the cold light of the reality that it's actually much more complicated than access. It's more yeah. about time and mindset.
0: I'm, I'm curious, do you find that there's, any sort of reason to like your backlog do you is there like a certain type of game that you find is on there or is it just more of a a hodgepodge
1: yeah i to a large i mean it, it's very much a hodgepodge i have a, a problem where especially on platforms with like an easily accessible wish uh any game that i'm like moderately interested in i will tend to kind of add to the wish list under the hopes that like eventually it will get cheap enough to justify me purchasing it even if i don't really feel that strongly about it Mm-hmm. I think yeah I don't know and there's there's a lot of reasons why that that kind of it's become that scattered like trying to be more well-rounded in what I'm playing and just being more interested in following kind of smaller projects which inevitably means just following more projects and things with like nebulous timelines but I think um if if there is one game or or a couple of types of game that tend to get relegated to the backlog the most or like stay there the longest they tend to be fall into a couple different categories i think one of them is more like narrative focused games i think the reason for that is that like like a lot of people the last couple of years have just absolutely fried whatever attention span i had to begin with which which wasn't great already um and like those tend to be the games that like you need to if I'm, you know, if I'm playing a visual novel or whatever, I need to sit and focus and and like only be paying attention to that. Whereas there are plenty of other games out there that I can play while I listen to a podcast or put on some music or uh, sort of idly play for a few minutes if I need a break when I'm doing something else. Uh, it's it's those games that require like attention and focus and sort of longer periods of time to to enjoy um, simply because of of that that thing. It's like it's just you just need to be focused uh, and I'm so rarely in the mood to like, if I want to relax, I don't want to be focusing. <laughs> I want to be as scatterbrained as possible. Uh, and I think the other type of game that like makes up the bulk of my list is sort of um, systems driven games, more complex um, games like uh, Caves of of Quad. I don't know how to pronounce this game's name. Q-U-D. Caves of Quad. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, games like that, where it's... Uh, very systems driven. And mm-hmm. the, the joy that you get from these games is uh, putting in enough time to watch how the different sort of interlocking uh, mechanics that it has in it uh, come together and create an experience. Um, those are also very similar in that you kind of want to pay attention to them. They require sort of longer sessions to really get the maximum enjoyment out of them. Uh, so yeah, those those tend to sort of stick to my backlog longer than things that I can easily pick up for a few minutes and decide if I if I like it or not, you know. Yeah. Is there do you do you have any sort of pattern you can discern in yours?
0: I think that so there are kind of two types of games that get onto the list. It's either games that I see and I want to play or games that you know people who i trust and who i whose opinions i like recommend me a game hmm. but typically what happens that i've realized is the things that stay on the backlog longer and longer and just compound the issue are RPGs because yeah. i i love RPGs they're probably like my favorite general type of genre be it like jrpgs or western rpgs and the issue is is i feel like at this rate there's more rpgs that i would like to try to play coming out faster than i can get through (laughs) them because you know there a a game comes out and i want to play it but it takes like a hundred hours to beat if i end up liking that game it's gonna take me honestly like a month or more to actually like finish and in that time there could be like three more games that length that come out that end up going on the list so it's like one step forward two steps backward Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's what i find myself getting stuck in yeah
1: yeah rpgs are a big one for me too And I think another problem with those is that like the the backlist goes back so far because there are so many great RPGs going back to like the 90s and then like all the way up through, you know, games that are coming out every month. Like, you know, Square put out an RPG every month this year (laughs) uh, and they all, you know, are ones that I could be considering playing. So it's like at that point, where do you even start? You know, do I pick up like Field Chronicles that just came out this year and play through that? Or do I go back and like play some old, you know, Square game that I never got to on the original PlayStation?
0: Yeah, I think um, one of the games that's been on my list for forever is *Squeak It Into*.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and that's a nightmare to have on the list too, because it is one of those like, how many months do I need to set aside to finish this fucking game?
0: And and it's so interesting because like there are some games like *Squeak It Into* where. I've tried to start it before Mm -hmm. and I just like never gave it the time. So now I have to restart it if I ever get back into it. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just like, there's a remaster coming. I'll pick up the remaster. That will be my way in,
1: hopefully. Yeah. That's like a death sentence for games on the backlog is like starting them and playing them for a couple of hours because then you're tempted to start them over from the beginning. But then that just adds more to the time you need to spend with them and the sort of like well i need to play this couple hours before i even see anything new and decide if it's worth continuing on so it's just like the the time investment just compounds the the more often you try and and fail to get through it
0: i i feel like i must have started and restarted divinity original sin 2 oh like five times
1: yeah i just haven't I, gotten
0: past the um prologue area yeah
1: I've I think I've I'm on attempt number 3 with that game <laughs> and every time I get like a little bit farther and it is absolutely one of those games that you want to restart from the beginning because it is like so complex and so much of it is like uh you know sort of making builds for your entire party so if you play 15 or 20 hours and then try to jump back in on that it's very easy to lose sight of what you were even trying to do at that point. Yeah. I have um, speaking of just like the games that that completely elude you uh, to that that really are kind of permanent fixtures on my backlog. My backlog are uh, King of Dragon Pass and Six Ages. I don't do even are, know what these do are. Do any of these ring a bell? They are. No. They're very. I mean, it's it's like what I was describing the games that tend to get stuck there. They're very like narrative and systems driven. Uh, King of Dragon Pass came out in 2015. And that one I have played a little bit of. Uh, it's it's sort of a uh, it, it's like an RPG strategy kind of emergent narrative type of game where you basically like you choose a clan from this this like collection of clans you can choose from, and it's about kind of like managing diplomacy with with the other you know people who populate this this kind of fantasy world. Uh, and it's just like it has lots of interesting emergent narrative stuff where uh, a big part of it is like reliving the myths of your clan uh to sort of like earn the favor of the gods or whatever uh and it's it's just about like tracking the the progress of this little civilization throughout its interactions with other groups of people so it's it's that mixture of all those things that make it hard to come back to after you've put it down where there are like a lot of systems to manage it's very heavy on the story, uh, so if you come up, if you put it down and walk away for even like a month, you've forgotten everything that's happened up to this point, yeah, uh, and six ages is sort of it's very similar. It's like a spiritual sequel, basically uh, and I've been I want to finish King of Dragon Pass before I move on to Six Ages, but even finishing that one is like possibly a never ending project for me is
0: that maybe one of the games that you feel like has been there the longest
1: yeah i would say so i mean they're they're probably i mean there's i mean there's almost certainly others that have been there longer but they're ones that are like uh that don't really haunt me in the way that this one does <laughs> like i'm sure there's ones that i put on my backlog and sort of just forgotten about this is one that i'm actively like ah, if i had the time uh, i would really love to go back and like spend time micromanaging this this weird little community mm-hmm. um, so yeah you've mentioned so we get into are there any others that you can you can name that sort of are uh, taunting you the most from your list or the ones yeah. that have been the most persistent at least
0: definitely one of the ones that has been on there the longest and I feel like looms over me is <laughs> um is dark Souls the original oh one. yeah because I which is weird of me to even have on this list because, like, I'm not the hugest Souls like born player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to get into them and I want to like them and I I think I own the majority of them. But I, I just bounce right off them and I'm like, no, next time, next time when I play it, it's I'm going to get into it. Because um, the first time I played one was Bloodborne mm-hmm. and I, I literally played Bloodborne up until the second to last boss. And what? then I just stopped playing. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah. Why did you stop playing?
0: I have no idea. I think I just like my brain was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm tired. And I only found out that I was like that close to the end after I was watching a playthrough of it. And at that point, I was like, you're fucking kidding me.
1: (laughs) And it was too late at that point. Yeah. And I've never gone back. I I still
0: think I have a save file on PlayStation (laughs) 4, but so, you know, who knows? One day I could. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's another category of games that are kind of impossible to pick back up, not because of like losing track. I mean, part of it is losing track of what you're doing, but also it's just like, so much of that game is muscle memory and like learning how to read the game that it's like You can forget very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to go back to any game. Like now that I am playing so many games all at once, it's become a really difficult problem because a lot of like third person action games are very similar, but they're not quite the same. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll be playing, say, like The Witcher 3, and then I'll stop playing The Witcher 3 and change to, like, let's say Elden Ring or something, for example. And the control schemes are just slightly different but it's enough that my brain like breaks and I have to completely relearn how to play a game and that is itself an obstacle to getting back in yeah
1: I had a huge problem with that actually when I was playing Tales of Arise uh, that is a game on my backlog yeah (laughs) Uh, it's so yeah it's remained on mine um yeah so I was I was playing Genshin Impact at the same time that I was trying to play that uh and they were the control schemes were like competing in my brain in that exact same way so I ended up making sort of these weird mangled control schemes for both of them that like neither of them was exactly what I wanted for the for like either game but it was the only way to make it work for me because they were similar enough to each other that I could keep it in my mind uh Tales of Arise has stayed on my backlog for a long time because I got to a particular boss that is just like was just destroying me and i cannot get past it uh and there's a hard save at the beginning of the boss fight oh, so no. i i can't go back and like grind before like before that happens so i've i've gone back to it a couple times and just can't beat it so at this point i'm just like i could just go back a couple of hours to like you know whatever the last save is that would like let me grind a bit but i, I just get i got so frustrated that i was just like maybe Maybe I don't finish this game.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the big things on my backlog that I've always wanted to do is play every Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah because same. I I haven't finished all of them. There are like a few on there that have never I've never like touched. Never did three, for example, are. Hmm really anything before four i've never played um and there are some that i've never finished i have never finished 12 or 10 um even though i've gotten like tens of hours in but i'm like these are this is such an obstacle yeah that's yeah
1: i I, i'm the same way with that it's a series that i would love to like have played all of but it's i i've i've played every game in the series except for like the i think the second 13 spinoff or something um but most of them i i would say i haven't finished like I've played a decent amount of of many of them. I've played a tiny amount of some of them. I've beaten a few of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it'd be cool to have that just as like a, I don't know, it is, it's a series that obviously both of us are really into. It would, it would be nice to be able to like kind of experience it in its fullness. But I mean, to be honest, like I don't know how much worth there is in that, <laughs> aside from just having done it.
0: Yeah, I think... Um... One of the interesting things about backlogs is I feel like it's gotten harder to get through your backlog Hmm. because so the reason that I came up with this idea is I have wanted to play Dragon Quest XI forever. It is on my backlog. It's a game that everybody is like, this is such a good modern JRPG it's a great entry into the series, like, you really should play it. And I'm like, this sounds like my kind of thing. I should really give it a try. And it's been really easy to keep it on my backlog and say I'll get around to it when I have time because it's on Xbox Game Pass. And then they announced that it's going to leave Xbox Game Pass in 12 days time.
1: At the time I mean, of all you have to do is play 10 hours away. a day and you'll be good.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is a 100 hour JRPG. And I re-downloaded it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can do it. We'll see. But this is like Game Pass and other subscription services make it almost harder. There's more games accessible to me that I feel easily like I can just add to the list um, without having to commit to buying them. And just being like, well, I'll get around to it eventually. And I feel this pressure that I that I need to.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like there there are so many games that I have like downloaded from game pass that i'm just like well there's no need to rush i have all these options i have forever Uh, even though i know that every month they take a bunch of games off of it like i know that the clock is ticking on basically all of them Uh, i i should have some way of like you know prioritizing the ones i want to play the most but uh it's just yeah it's it's totally that like easy accessibility that makes it such a such a hard thing to get to because you know there's kind of no barrier there um i mean that's i did that recently with final fantasy 13 where it was on that i was like i do want to play this like i you know i've heard it's worth you know getting through the kind of like rough start of it and then they announced it was leaving the service and i tried to play through it in like the two weeks that i had and just didn't even get close
0: yeah i think that's also one of the issues is that i want to enjoy the games on my backlog (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so I don't want to push myself to just rush through them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hard to like keep it from feeling like a chore, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the reason these games are on your backlog is because you want to play them, you want to experience them and like get some joy out of them. Like it's not homework, but the, the mere fact of like knowing them they could be disappearing and knowing that they're like kind of gnawing at you in the back of your mind as things you should play, I think kind of makes it harder to get into them because it does feel like it's just another errand you're running as opposed to a game you're really enjoying.
0: Yeah. So I I'm very curious about this. Um, do you have like anxiety over your backlog? Does it does it stress you out to have a backlog? Um,
1: sometimes it does. Um, there definitely there are some games on the backlog that are like like a lot of games like like a lot of the Assassin's Creed series or things like that. Like there are games where I'm like these are like you know very popular and influential games, and it feels like you should kind of play them because they they set a lot of patterns like for good or bad they they set patterns that other games follow and they kind of have defined a lot of the direction of of where games have gone in the past you know decade or so Uh, and for those it is kind of a homework thing for me because i don't particularly enjoy most of them Uh, and for games like that i don't really feel the anxiety um it's kind of just like well it'd be good to like you know kind of round out a sort of like theoretical understanding of like why games have have gotten to where they are in in the AAA space um so for those, I'm pretty content to like let them linger on the the backlog. It's the ones that are like the sort of lesser known games or the ones that kind of call out to me in some weird way that I that I can't necessarily define. Those definitely do give me anxiety. Uh, because like it it's the feeling of any one of these games could be something that like becomes my favorite game or like redefines my relationship with games or shows me something I've never seen before and there are so many of them on this backlog i'll never get through all of them and just knowing that like my favorite game could be one that like i never get the chance to play because i have so many of them on my backlog uh that is the bit that that kind of stresses me out uh do you have do you have similar uh unhinged feelings about the games on your backlog
0: yeah i have so much anxiety about my backlog <laughs> no. it's terrible i which is, it's so weird because it's like, it, I did this to myself. Like, yes. I put I put these games here, hypothetically being like, here's a bunch of things that I could enjoy. Mm-hmm. Time to feel stressed about that. Because uh, I feel like it is that thing of, yeah, I feel like there could be very enjoyable experiences here. And the longer they stay on the backlog, the less likely it is that I'm going to play them. And I'm, yeah. I'm missing out. And it's that, it's that FOMO that is like, <laughs> eating me inside every day where i need to be trying these games i'm i'm losing something like maybe today is the day that i pick something up and it ends up being my new favorite game mm-hmm. or just a, a good time so yeah yeah
1: that, that is a weird phenomenon that like the longer they stay on the backlog the more they seem like they just kind of start belonging there <laughs> and it gets harder to play them. it's just like oh that's just the game that i'm going to play someday in the nebulous future when i have all this free time Somehow, magically, uh, do you have like? Have you found any way to kind of like get through that? Like, is there any any kind of like strategy you have for like getting through things on your backlog, or is it kind of is it kind of a lost cause?
0: Oh man, I I feel like realistically, I just need to do my best to not stress about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I feel like I'm worried that if I force myself to sit down and try something, that I'm not going to like it and I'll be even more turned off. Yeah. Um, And it is kind of a like, well, maybe the mood will just strike and then I'll decide (laughs) I want to play it. Right. But I don't I don't find that to be true. Uh, I think that an interesting tip that I've like read is like scientifically, the best way to tackle a backlog is to start with the longest games. Hmm. Because like statistically, if you start with the longest games, you have made more progress like early, even though it might seem like Scary to start with the thing that's going to take you the longest time. Yeah, like to be like, I'm going to manage. I'm going to do my backlog, and then you play a game that's going to take you a hundred hours. It feels like insurmountable. But once you beat that hundred hours, you've actually made more progress than if you beat like a few games that were like an hour each. Sure. Uh, I don't believe this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, that doesn't like. I I, f- I totally get the the logic of that, but also like human beings aren't as logical as some of us like to think we are like i i mean like if like if i'm just i know like if i'm looking at a, a list of uh you know a hundred games that i need to play and if i spend a hundred hours playing one uh, and i can cross that off the list i could have also spent that time playing 10 games that take 10 hours each and that cuts down the list a lot more and it's like i don't know i think we're we're probably not good at conceptualizing the the time that it takes as much as we are looking at the list and saying look at all this stuff so it feels like crossing 10 games off the list would be way more satisfying at least than than crossing off 100 hour game. I think
0: also one of the things that I find myself wanting to do is do like little samplers of games, like sitting down for like an hour and trying a game to see if it if it grabs me Hmm. and if it doesn't then maybe make the call to like take it off the list like oh you know it's not for me but i always i always get worried when i do this because i think there's such a tendency when you're like recommended a game it's like such a cliche but people will be like oh it gets good after like the (laughs) first five hours or the first 20 hours for rpgs And I'm like, oh, no, I can't lose out on that experience.
1: But exactly. Yeah, I was going to say not going into it. Yeah, it's it's such a that's such a problem for people who are like when you're trying to play through RPGs, because that is like such a cliche, like such a standard refrain where it's like you could probably play like an hour or two, you know, God of War or something and decide whether it's for you. But like playing an hour or two of a Final Fantasy game is like you've played a part of the intro. So it's like you're not really getting the idea of what the game is going to be like.
0: I find um, and I think people should embrace this idea because this is something that I've begun to do, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with older games, is when I eventually start to try to play them, I encourage myself to mod the game and put it on. It's like easiest difficulty settings yeah and just like don't revoke my gamer card or anything (laughs) but sometimes with like rpgs what i'll do is i'll like mod it and i'll like download like an overpowered save so that i don't have to do like a bunch of grinding and crap (laughs) and then i'll just be like cool now i can just experience the story (laughs) yeah
1: well that's the thing yeah like a lot of games are Especially, like, I feel like it's sometimes harder to get to the games that are all about the story because it does take so much investment, uh, especially with RPGs where it's, like, the thing I want is the story and the thing I need to do to get to the story is grind for dozens of hours. Like, Mm -hmm. if you can get rid of that, like... I'd go for it you know like yeah you might get yelled at by some weirdo on the internet if you say that you did that but i mean let's be real you're a woman on the internet you were gonna get yelled at for no reason anyway <laughs> just go ahead and play the things the way you want to play them
0: i um i actually used this to try to get my girlfriend to play final fantasy for the first time Yeah. because i had been begging her to play final <laughs> fantasy and i was like listen here's what we're gonna do since you don't like the battle system um i was like i'm just gonna download an overpowered save and we'll turn on all the like hd remaster cheats where it's like no random encounters like max damage and we'll just like zoom through it
1: are you talking about maguri mod for yes ff9 yeah Uh, i downloaded that for my the playthrough i'm still working on right now uh, I haven't turned on the like, you know, make battles irrelevant stuff because I, I do like the the battle system in that game. I probably will get to a point where I do that eventually. But yeah, I definitely like I did a lot of the like let's cut out some of the bullshit options. And especially like the just as a complete sidetrack, like the the uh upscaling on that mod is like fucking incredible. It's it looks really unbelievable.
0: Do you have any like uh for you, is there anything that you feel like you discovered at all helps you in your backlog?
1: Um, I think Except that your time on this earth is limited and <laughs> you're not going to get to do most of the things you want to do. And that includes playing most of the games, you know, oh God. Uh, practice stillness. Do some deep breathing and just understand, you know, you're never going to play through the entirety of like you're never going to go back and play Legend of Dragoon at this point or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's tough because like, like, like I've said a couple of times, like the kind of games that tend to stick around my backlog, my backlog are ones that require a lot of attention. And I think the, the only thing that I've found to be really uh, works for me is just like uh, sort of, you know, casting aside my ideas that I'm going to fully immerse myself and get the full experience of a game. And just like throw on a podcast if that's what you need, like cheat if you need to just like jump around, like just don't be precious about it. Um, But that only does work for some kind of games like. Because if you are, it depends on the kind of experience you want to get out of the game, and also the way the game is built. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't. I Robin's don't know.
0: number one exp- tip for your backlog is um, understand that you will die. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Understand
0: like, the mortality <laughs> of your existence.
1: The best way to play all the games on your backlog is just to realize that you won't, <laughs> and give up the pursuit <laughs> entirely. Oh, um, Man, I think I don't know. I, I think I think your like your tip for like just don't be don't feel like you need to you know go after some pure experience of it like mod the hell out of it like play it the way you want to watch a fucking let's play honestly like Mm -hmm. if there's a game you really need to get through and like you just don't have the the brain power or the energy for it or whatever it is like watching somebody else play a game is a valid way of playing a game um it's not going to be the same experience for some games, but if it's like just whatever you need to do to get through it, you know what I mean? Like it's better to see some version of it than to always be like, oh, I wish I had the time for that. I
0: also think there is, this is actually something that I think is important to remember with the backlog is I think in gaming specific, and you know, I don't know why, but this is just the culture is that there's there's a focus on a, when you play a game, you've only truly played it, if you beat it. Mm-hmm. If you roll credits, throw that idea out. <laughs> yes. Like, you do not need to beat every game you play. You know, talking about Bloodborne, I've played Bloodborne. I've put so much time into bloodborne Mm -hmm. i i don't need to beat the final boss i did my time i i enjoyed it i can say that you know i i had a sufficient experience with bloodborne i think you can do that with like most games just play until you don't want to anymore and then you can stop that's fine you don't need to listen to other people who are like only if you roll credits did you fully experience it yeah if you've gotten what you wanted out of it then move on
1: yeah i mean when you start listening to that like there's always going to be a chorus of people with even more hardcore opinions we're like oh well you beat it but you didn't beat it on hard mode Oh you beat it on hard mode but you didn't 100% it. it's yeah, there's all this weird like competitive like did you get the real pure experience kind of shit in gaming and it's it's all extremely annoying and it's just gets in the way and it's all, it's all made up like the reason we're playing these things is to enjoy them like whatever that mean that means very different things for different games of course but at the end of the day like We're we're playing these things because we want to, not because uh, it's some like mark of pride or some kind of rite of passage. In the way that people talk about like specifically Soulsborne games, in so many ways, like there are a lot of games that I played and enjoyed and like haven't finished or cheated my way through the hard parts, and and that doesn't make it less of an experience. Like it's I don't know. That's that's the, the weird thing about games is like. It, that that element of difficulty makes it, it can be a barrier to the experience itself. And some people enjoy overcoming that and some people don't. And if you're one of those people who doesn't enjoy that, then trying to like suffer through it and force some other person's rules of how you should play onto yourself, it's not going to make you, uh, it's not going to make that experience better for you. Like play, the, play it the way you want to play it. Like nobody is going to come to your door it, because you didn't play the game the right way and, like, take you to fucking gamer jail. Like, just <laughs> just enjoy it however you're going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I. so there's a specific type of game that I, I think is an interesting uh, kind of caveat to all this. Hmm. Live service titles and how they play into a backlog. Uh-huh. Do you ever, like, have you ever been like, oh, I should try out Destiny 2 before or anything like that? And how How do you manage... Something like that on a backlog. Yeah,
1: that's a tricky one, <laughs> because that was like I, I was I was thinking earlier. I was like, oh well, I, I was kind of curious, like what is it that keeps you from completing games on a backlog? Uh, and for me, one of the big reasons is uh, Final Fantasy 14, <laughs> because whenever I have free time that I could be playing a new game. I will very often just sink into that like very comfortable kind of game. Um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely like live service games that are kind of on the backlog. Like Warframe is a game that I've always wanted to like kind of try out and like put time into. Because uh, I hear it gets really rewarding after a while.
0: The reason I'm thinking about this is also Final Fantasy Fourteen. because uh-huh. like when I think about games that I would love to recommend to people, I, I often want to say like Shadowbringers, mm-hmm. because like for me, Shadowbringers was one of like the best experiences I've ever had in video games. And yeah. I think it's so worth experiencing. But then it's like, how do you feasibly recommend that to someone when there's So much more than just that. Where it's like, okay, well, if you're gonna play Shadowbringers, here's what you got to do: you got to start from level one, and you got to play like 300 hours at minimum of just going through main story content to get the you know the backstory and understand where these characters are. Um, And half of that is
1: going to be joyless until you get to (laughs) Heaven's Word.
0: Because so, like, I think that's one of the reasons that you know it took me a while to actually eventually start is because everybody is like well the first expansion is not going to be fun (laughs) but it gets good like oh my god this is this it was i think the only thing that really got me to take that game off my backlog was the fact that we were in a global pandemic
1: yeah and i had all the time in the world (laughs) that is the one thing that it helps yeah yeah those life service games are such a complicating factor because like not only like they kind of they can provide the thing that you're looking for in clearing your backlog, like you want to kind of seek out these new experiences and find new, you know, games to enjoy, but live service games are continually adding new things to an existing game so you can get that the thrill of like novelty without having to learn an entirely new game or, you know, sit through a bunch of tutorials and cutscenes and stuff. Like you can do the thing that's already comfortable and also be having a new experience. And then if those games are on your backlog, it's the exact problem you were talking about. Like, that's the thing I've had with Warframe, too, where it's like, I've played a couple hours of it, didn't think it was very good, but I've heard that it gets good later. And it's like, there's there's such a time investment to get to the point where it gets good. And I, then if you do end I up know enjoying you exactly it, like, it's you're never talking about.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about with Warframe yeah. because I... And I wonder if you're thinking of the same thing. I remember like a couple years ago, I read an article somewhere and it was like Warframe's twist (laughs) is like the best twist I've ever experienced in a video game. Mm -hmm. And they're like, of course you have to play like 500 hours. To, to get to this point and i'm like mm, i mean i could i could do that eventually yeah i've played I've 500 hours it. of a game before yeah it's it's uh, it's interesting i think you know we do have to just accept the backlog the backlog is will we'll forever be there because it is always being added to the
1: backlog is part of us
0: <laughs> <laughs> how to stop how i learned to stop worrying and love the backlog <laughs> uh, i actually have so I haven't used this, but this is a tool that I've seen people starting to use in like the games industry. Um that I'm like very curious to try out. Do you know about Letterboxd?
1: Uh, I do know. I love Letterboxd, yes.
0: Yeah, okay. So Letterboxd, for people who don't know is like it's this film app where you get to like track the films you watch and you can add to a watch list and stuff um there's a video games version of this
1: which one are you talking i've i've seen several of them and i have tried several of them is there one you're thinking of of
0: gg what was it it's called gg
1: okay yeah i think that's one of them that i i've either definitely seen it or tried it i can't remember (laughs) there's so (laughs) many of them have you have you used any of these
0: I've never used it, but um, I mean, I have a boxed and I've used it to uh, varied success. So part of me is like, maybe this, maybe this is a way I do it. I need a 10 step plan to get through my backlog. Yeah.
1: Maybe we should, maybe we should try this out. Maybe this is a, a gamer resolution for the new year. Yeah, seriously.
0: But yeah, I mean, th- that is the nature of the backlog is I will never get to everything because it will always grow
1: yeah and that's yeah i think it like it's not a bad thing like <laughs> it's it can be stressful to like look at it and go like ah these things that i feel like i have this pressure or this obligation to play that just means that like this like the field is thriving you know it means like there's a lot of good things out there that that you could end up playing one day and and give you a lot of joy like it's i think in general people are very good at like turning their hobbies into something that uh, causes more stress than it does uh, joy. And like backlogs are a huge contributor to that. But any way that you can push back against that, like whether it's clearing the backlog or just deciding like, you know, I'm not going to spend my time fretting about it. I'm going to get to it if I get to it. And otherwise, I'm just going to keep doing the things I enjoy. Like it's one of the things that can really kill your enjoyment of something that that you love. Uh, And I think like the more important than like getting games off your backlog is getting the backlog out of your your mental space and just you know letting it exist. Uh, it's it can't hurt you <laughs> unless you're you let it. Like just just accept that like new great things are coming out all the time, and any one of them could be as good as the best thing on your backlog. And if you don't get to that thing, maybe you'll get to the next one, and that's totally fine. I will
0: say, if you uh, if you want to have a chance at getting through your backlog, never become a games journalist. No, no. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. It's become so much worse. Like, it's my backlog is like doubled right. from all the games that I just have now.
1: Well, yeah, because now you have like a personal backlog and a professional back- backlog. <laughs> like, there are the games like, oh, I really hope I get to play this someday. And then there are games that, like, oh shit, I have to play this someday.
0: Yeah, now it's not just, um, I want to play a game, so I'm going to buy the game and that'll be fun. Now it's like, oh, I have work for this game. And then there are the <laughs> games I want to play. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. In the spirit of, accepting the backlog okay. and understanding that the backlog will never end. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna recommend you a game to put on your backlog. <laughs> uh,
1: why why? I thought we were friends. Because what are you doing? Okay. What's it what is who it? Who said that? Who said we were <laughs> friends? We've played Final Fantasy fourteen together. This is that's that's real. Okay, what are you this making me do?
0: Um you're gonna add the game Elsinore to the backlog. Okay. Which I have talked about with you before um, that is officially on your backlog okay it's gonna happen eventually uh
1: do you want to do you want to talk about elsinore a bit so i know what you're doing to me yeah sure
0: elsinore is it's not that long of a game but it is essentially a adaptation of hamlet but it's done in a groundhog day style Mm -hmm. you play as ophelia and you basically get to roam around Castle Elsinore and watch the plot of Hamlet take place but you can actually decide not to follow the plot and you can like see what other characters are doing throughout the day and then when you die and the day starts over um, you just do it all over again. (laughs) It's about like exploring the castle and seeing these characters and then um, there's like an interesting unique plot that happens. Um, I won't say more but okay it's it's a game that i i very much enjoy yeah that
1: sounds like the perfect kind of game to sit on my backlog forever where it sounds fascinating it requires a lot of buy-in i would probably love it but it's it it (laughs) takes effort and so i will just continue farming in final fantasy 14 instead
0: yeah um what about you do you have a, a game for me to put on my backlog
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, well, I mean, I've, I literally, or, earlier today, I think I've already made you buy a game.
0: Yeah, uh, right before this, yeah. you, you convinced me to put a game on the backlog and buy it. So, yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm giving you, uh, Momodora to put on your backlog. Uh, it's one of my favorite games. Uh, it's a, Kind of like two D platforming, kind of you know Soulsborne inspired combat, uh, but it just has like just glorious pixel art, cool like it's very atmospheric and uh very difficult and and interesting combat. Uh, I'm I'm as I'm describing it, I'm just thinking of how much I want to play it again, uh, which is the other <laughs> backlog problem. It's like when you uh, have certain games that you can't stop going back to, that like every time you look through your backlog, you're like, eh, how about this like perfect experience again instead of an unknown quantity uh but yeah i'm giving you that assignment it's it's perfect it's great i can't wait i think that about covers the uh entire issue of backlogs i think we've solved that problem for everyone once and for all uh with that we done will <laughs> um what else have you been enjoying this week
0: yeah so uh one of the things that i like to do uh when we write like every day when we're at work and we're writing is I listen to podcasts a lot (laughs) Um, and so I just wanted to like highlight one of the podcasts that I listen to uh it's called the Press Start Podcast it's from uh these two journalists uh Tori and Noah they it's a gaming podcast and I just really enjoy it 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 comes out on Mondays and I usually just it's like what I do when I start work, is I just am listening to it. It's a great lead into the to the week. But uh, they're both really interesting, um, and they have a really cool thoughts on games. They they've done some really great episodes. Uh, one that I really like is they had a Persona Three episode, uh, which as as you know is a game very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I. I know Noah actually listens to us, so that's fun. <laughs> and uh, they actually, they've shouted us out in the past. Um, they're very great people. It's a really good podcast. Um, I think that you should listen to it. So yeah, it's called Press Start. Yeah, yeah, uh, that is a
1: great podcast. I don't listen to it while I'm working because I'm too easily distracted for that. Uh, but I, <laughs> I listen to it while I'm puttering around my apartment doing other things. Uh, that is really and, uh, to my thing for the week, though. Uh, okay yeah you go which is like uh i always have music playing while i work and this uh this past week was also like when everybody's spotify wrapped thing happens which uh not that i want to endorse spotify in any way but uh it's you know that that time to like look back at the stuff you've been listening to all year is always really fun um so i want to shout out like my my most listened to artist this year uh was katie day uh which she put out a new album in January of this year. And uh, as soon as it came out and I listened to it, I was like, this is going to be my favorite album at the end of the year. And here we are at the end of the year, and it's still my favorite album. Uh, It's Forever Music by Katie Day. It's fantastic. Like, absolutely, highly recommend it. Um, I also have uh, two friends of mine have put out uh, music recently that I've really been enjoying. Um, You know, Full disclosure, these are my friends, so I'm I'm biased. But I also think that the the (laughs) albums are great. Uh, so my friend Ben uh, has a band called Pornos Pornos Pornos. Uh, they That's he put such out a good name, such a good name, uh, and a, and a great album. Um, I keep telling him to put it on Bandcamp so people can give him money, but he is stubborn. Uh, but it's on Spotify. You can listen to it. It's fantastic. Uh, and another friend of mine, uh, Kyna, just put out her first EP. Uh, her band is called the Dracula's. Uh, it's like Dracula's with a hyphen, where it sounds like I I put a hyphen. Uh, These are great names. Yes. I, I have very clever friends. Uh, and that one just came out on December 1st. Uh, so I, I recently listened to that one, like as I was cooking dinner the other night and it's, it's also fantastic. Uh, so those are three albums that I just kind of quickly want to uh, shout out. they are things that I've, I've absolutely listened to uh, well. Kind of as I've only listened to a couple times because it came out two days ago. But the other two I've listened to dozens of times while, while doing various things at work.
0: Awesome. Well, with that, that'll wrap it up for us here at Girl Mode. You can listen to us everywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter at Mode underscore pod and on co-host at girlmode dash pod. I am on Twitter and co-host at The Willow Row. And
1: I am on Twitter and co-host at Robin Bombas.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. See you later. Bye. Have a good week.
1: Uh, And as we go to the end of the podcast, uh, we're going to play you out with a track from the Dracula's EP. Here it is.